Hi guys. How are you? I am doing today's episode while someone is working on my freezer in the other room. So just know if there's like banging or clanking underwriting this episode, there was no choice. It was either do it with some sound effects or not do it at all. And, you know, we don't want to miss any more conversations. So let's let's jump into today's. The reason I say I don't want to miss any more conversations is because I haven't recorded an episode in a hot minute or a new episode in a hot minute because something really sad happened in our lives, which I'm going to tell you about. And then I'm going to tell you about some happy things and some good stuff. But I thought today I would just do a life update for y'all so you sort of know what's going on and what's happening. And also because I feel like it's a little bit of a public service announcement to talk about what happened to our family. So I'm going to tell you a really sad story and then I'm also going to tell you like fun, cool stuff and normal life updates. Sort of like an old school version of a Rage Talk episode. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Starting with this sad thing that happened, and this story is a bit graphic, so I guess this is kind of your trigger warning. If you get, if you're squeamish or you get grossed out by things, then maybe skip ahead. So everything was going great, which is basically how life works, right? You're you're going along just fine, and then something sort of shows up and knocks you sideways. But you might have seen I was in Switzerland for New Year's with my boo. We were skiing and I was having an amazing time. I did a podcast episode about it. I was learning so much. I like so blessed to get to have this experience in literally one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in the whole world. And we had a great time. We left Switzerland, flew back through London, and then took a flight from London to Austin. I land in Austin and you know just like you do you turn your phone on and i have all of these text messages but the first one is from my teenager and he says jeffrey has been attacked and i just thought you should know now if you're not familiar with our family jeffrey is our dog jeffrey is a miniature schnauzer he's i guess maybe 30 to 40 pounds we've had him since he was a puppy we got him from a rescue He's been in a million episodes of this show. He's been in a million episodes of Rach Talk. Like Jeffrey's just, he's the jam. He's always around. He's our family member. We are those people. And I'm sure like a lot of you where 
our dog is a member of our family. And Jeffrey's really unique in that he's more of a cat than a dog. He really acts like, you know, sometimes he loves you, sometimes he ignores you and only cares about you for giving him food. And in this instance, as we're about to discover even more cat-like because nine lives is for sure a thing that he's got going on. In any event, I'll be honest, when I saw the text message, I didn't get that worked up because I personally, I've had dogs and cats. I've had pets my whole life, but I've never had an animal that was attacked by another animal. So I didn't, I don't know. I just thought, well, maybe it was like playing with another dog and um, they, I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but I just didn't think it was that big deal. So I just immediately call my son to get the update. And as soon as he answers, I can tell he's very shaken up. And I'm like, hey, what happened? So Jeffrey, while I was in Switzerland, was with the kids at their dad's house. And it's a house that he lived in exclusively for four years. He's very familiar with the house. He's very familiar with the yard. It's not unusual. It's pretty common that if I'm going out of town for a long time, rather than board him, I'll ask my ex, like, hey, is it cool if he just comes and hangs out with the kids? Of course it is. Yeah, he was at that house and my son had some friends over and there's like a long driveway to get to the gate. And I, his one of his friends was trying to leave. Her dad was going to pick her up and she couldn't get out the gate. So my son, she texts my son and he went to walk out to help her um, get out of the gate. And Jeffrey walked out with him and like so did two other friends. So now there's four teenagers and then Jeffrey. And he was like sniffing along the gate line, which I guess he does often. And there are big dogs next door. Jackson said he heard like the most horrible sound and he turned around and one of the big dogs had latched on to Jeffrey and pulled him through the gate. This is not the kind of gate that a miniature schnauzer fits through. That alone would have been really awful, except that then when he got, when they pulled him through, there were, I think, three dogs, three big dogs that attacked him. There's so many parts of this that are like unbelievably horrible. But number one, the amount of protection that this dog had to have, and you maybe are going to roll your eyes right now, but like you will never convince me that this dog did not have angels watching over him because the amount of tiny little things that could have gone just a little bit different and he would be dead. I can't like he's been out in that yard thousands of times. I'm not exaggerating that number thousands of times. And it just so happened on this exact day, Jackson was nearby. Jackson hears these sounds. He looks over, he sees what's happening. He and his three friends go try, they all jump the fence to try and get these dogs off of this little dog. These dogs are like two or three times his size. I've never experienced, but I've heard a lot since that um, when dogs are attacking, they're animals, right? Like they get locked into an idea, I guess, of what they're trying to do. And you can't reason with them. You can't yell at them. You can't do anything. And so these teenagers are all trying their best to get the dogs to stop 
fighting and they can't break it up. Uh, that So miracle number one is the fact that any of the teenagers were even nearby. Miracle number two is that the girl, Jackson's friend, whose dad was coming to pick her up, happens to pull up and see all of this and is able to help. Like there wasn't another adult that could help. That's miracle number two. Slash also when they get the dogs off of Jeffrey, he's very seriously wounded. And this man was able to drive Jackson to an animal hospital because otherwise there was an adult, there wasn't an adult home. My ex was at Taekwondo with our 10-year-old. So like there wasn't someone who could have driven Jackson. So that's like miracle number three. So God bless this man who just like jumped in, got the dog, poor Jackson, like covered in blood, you guys, not even wearing shoes, white as a ghost. And he drives him to an animal hospital. And I'm going to be really graphic with this description but I'm not, and you all know me, you know, I'm very dramatic and I like to embellish and all those things. This is not, this is not me being dramatic. This is stating fact. They ripped his throat out. Um, he is, he's still here with us. I don't know how the dogs literally ripped his throat out, which is, you know, I guess like what dogs try and do is like go for the jugular. And I have a photo that I can't even believe is real because the vet was like, do you want to see where everything, all the muscles in his throat were ripped, his trachea, everything. And there was, it's literally a gaping hole, this picture. And right in the middle is the only thing that was not touched, which was his artery. And they said, if it had even been nicked, he wouldn't, he would have bled out before he even got in the car. Like it was so, this picture, I will not share it obviously, but like it is so insane that he is alive. So they, you know, obviously they rush him into surgery and this freaking miracle surgeon sews him back together. So this had happened on Saturday morning. I landed on Saturday afternoon. And at that point, he had had surgery and they told us like tonight's going to be really um important basically like if he lives through the night then he has a chance at that point i had seen pictures so i just didn't know how he was anything like i just couldn't oh so that was um on saturday and then on sunday they gave us an update they said he's you know doing good he he's recovering as well as can be expected, you know, we'll keep you posted. And Monday was my birthday. And you've probably, if you listen to the show, you've heard me talk about a thousand times how excited I was for this birthday. I was, it was my 40th. Like I was so excited to celebrate. We had all these plans. And on Monday morning, they called and said, okay, you can come get them. And I was like, what? Because the the level of injury was so extensive, I couldn't understand how I was even allowed to leave the hospital. But at the same time, they're like, he wants his pack. Like, he's not really sleeping. He, he feels unsafe. Obviously, something really traumatic happened. He feels unsafe. He needs to be at home. So I'm like, of course. So I drop everything and go pick him up. 
I walk into the clinic. I just want to shout them out because they 100% are the reason that Jeffrey is alive. So um, Austin Veterinary Diagnostic Hospital, above and beyond, above and beyond. The care was on, I like, I literally, if I showed you a picture of what he looks like, you would not believe that it's possible for him to be alive. He looks like Frankenweenie. And you can laugh at that because we got to laugh at some part of this. But if you've ever seen that movie about the dog who comes back to life and he's literally sewn together, Jeffrey is sewn together right now. And he's covered with staples and stitches. And I walk into this hospital having no idea what is waiting for me. And I said, you know, hi, I'm here for to get Jeffrey. And like everyone in this hospital is like, oh my God, we love Jeffrey. Like all of us were calling all weekend to make sure he was okay. Like he's so sweet. He's such a fighter. They're so wonderful. And then like a doctor takes me into an exam room to explain to me all the care and here's what has to happen and here's what, and I'm starting, I'm not going to lie. I was already starting to feel a little woozy because I've never been very good at vets. Uh, there's something about the fact that animals can't talk to us and tell us what's wrong. Like it's, you know, you could go to a pediatrician, that sucks, but at least your kid can tell you something hurts. Whereas with animals, they can't talk. It just really, it makes me, oh, I feel like faint. So I was already starting to feel faint. And the doctor was like, do you want to see a picture of what it looked like so you can understand? And I honestly didn't really know what was what I was going to see. So I was like, yeah. And then she showed me and I like tried not to pass out in the floor. And then they went to get him and bring him in. And I could not have been, I, there was no preparation for how bad off he was. And then she walked him out to the car. Uh, my boyfriend picked us up. So she walked him out, us out to the car. I get in the car, she puts him on my lap. And now I'm just like, freaking out, like don't want to move, don't want to jostle him because I'm so afraid like something's going to hurt his stitches. It just, oh my gosh. So that was my birthday. So any plan I had for my birthday ended up just canceling. And we just, I basically stayed at home and just like stared at this dog for, until the kids got home from school, just trying to make sure that he was okay. And we ended up doing like cake and fajitas that night, just something simple. But even in that, it wasn't, it was hard to feel joyful for any of us. Like the kids came home, they hadn't seen him either, nobody but Jackson, and um, they all were crying. And I mean, it's just, it's so awful. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, 
everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Now, that's what happened. That's why I haven't recorded a new episode. Even today, I started trying to get to work at like 9 a.m. and it's now basically noon because I just feel anxious about him and he will sleep better if he's next to you. Um, but he really only has certain areas of the house he can be in because he needs to be contained and needs to be kept calm. And so basically I just sat by him for hours until my boyfriend could get here so that he could sit with him so that I can do this episode for you guys. But I tell you that story to explain why you haven't gotten a new episode yet, but also, like I said, kind of as a public service announcement because I didn't understand that this could happen. He's not a little dog. If he was like a chihuahua or something, I think I would have been a lot more conscious of not letting him out in the yard. I mean, he wasn't unattended. Like he was walking out with Jackson. It never occurred to me that like if a bigger animal got a hold of him through the fence that they could pull him through. Just a lot of parts of it were not within my consciousness and I want to tell you guys in case this hasn't occurred to you either to just maybe be a little more mindful about what's possible because I I don't know these other dogs but my awareness of them like in my limited awareness was never that they were like these you know this evil pack of like wolves or something I don't know why it happened I don't know what prompted it but I'm you know I'm guessing like animals are at their core animals and I don't know I don't have a, any understanding as to why but all that matters is that I mean, he almost died. I really can't believe that he's alive. And he's alive, but he's in excruciating pain. He has a long road to healing. He's shockingly more mobile than I would think he would be at this point. But yeah, I just wanted to tell that story so that, I don't know, like if you're maybe like me kind of naive about, oh, well, nobody's pet's going to attack my pet. You know, only like wild animals attack pets. That's clearly not true. So um, maybe just be a little a little more conscious of that if you aren't already, because that's definitely not something that I knew could happen. And um, yeah, it, it, it almost took him from us. And I'm really grateful to tell you that He's still here, but this has all been really brutal. And my, oh, poor, poor Jackson, like he is traumatized. He, he is traumatized. His friends are traumatized. Like trying to break up a dog fight, like trying to get your dog out. Uh, 
carrying your dog as he's in your mind bleeding to death in your arms like just all of it is so horrible so that's that's always been my birthday guys we're a few days removed from that and um he's doing better every day still not great but better every day where i'm not so worried i'm not like completely calm about him yet but just not so worried that he's not going to be okay. And so I did decide last night, I announced it to the whole family. I was like, FYI, my birthday is now on Saturday. We're redoing this. We're pretending Saturday is the date of my birth. I'm going to make a nice yummy dinner because we always do it. We do like a big dinner on Saturdays anyway. And um, usually the kids have their friends come over. And I was like, I'm going to celebrate my birthday with a bunch of teenagers. Apparently that feels fine, but nobody be surprised when I get myself another birthday cake. I'm recreating the whole thing uh, because this is not the memory that I want. I'm like so pumped to enter my 40th year and this is about to be the year. And the thing too is like, I don't go to this place of like, oh, I thought everything was going to be good. And now it's like, shit or this is a sign that it's all bad or this is a sign that life is hard. I don't buy into that. This is just life. I was, you know, trying to talk to my son about this. I said, you know, maybe you'll get it sooner or maybe you won't get this until later, but like this is life. Life is birthdays and dog fights. Life is everything's going great and then the rug gets pulled out from under you. Life is everything's kind of shit. And then you meet the love of your life at the grocery store when you least expect it. Like life is beautiful and hard and weird. It's ups and downs and sideways and flipped around. And so I didn't apply meaning to this. Oh, there's that thing that Tony Robbins always says where he's like, you know, life is three things. It's what you're looking at. It's what meaning you give to what you're looking at. And it's what you're going to do based on the other two things. So I could look at this situation and be like, oh, I was so excited to start the year. And I thought that things were going to start to be easier and feel good. And then my dog got attacked. And now, you know, our family's in this really sad season and all this stuff. And that's a sign that life is hard and it sucks. And like, that's a very easy road to go down. And frankly, I know a lot of people who could be easily pulled into that narrative. Well, the flip side of this is, yeah, your birthday sucked, but it sucked because your dog came home from the hospital, not because you were burying a member of your family. You know what I mean? This is a really big blessing. We're very lucky. Jeffrey's very lucky. But um, yeah, I'm redoing my birthday on Saturday, guys, (laughs) because what a way to start 2023. And I'll be damned. I'm like, you know what? You're not supposed to tell a birthday wish, but I'm going to tell you guys that night because they obviously my family got me a cake and I blew out candles and I'm going to redo it on Saturday. So I feel like it's okay to say this, but my birthday wish was like, may this day be the worst day of 2023. It's like that old proverb that says, may the best of your past be the worst of your future. My wish was like, well, if this is the worst it is, I'll count myself as very lucky. But that was, um, yeah, that's how (laughs) how everything started. I did get some really beautiful birthday gifts. I will tell you that Ford, 
who's my 10-year-old, um, had seen a YouTube ad and asked his dad to help him get a very special birthday gift for me, which was glasses that you wear that you can read a book while laying on your back. Have you guys seen these? They're like the most ridiculous things ever, but they have mirrors in these glasses that like, it's like a 90 degree angle. And so you literally, it's so, it's like something only a 10 year old boy would think. And he was so excited to give it to me. And cause he's like, you love to read mom. And now you can read while laying on your back. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and now I have these crazy glasses. So in any event, um, I got really cool reading glasses. And then I got Boo, who his love language is gifts. So he gives the best gifts. But he got me, I'll, I'll show it off the next time I do a video, but um, the most beautiful necklace and some really cool pajamas. And there was one other. Oh my God, I can't even believe I forgot this and only forgot it because I put it into the laundry to be washed. He got me a Stevie Nicks, a vintage Stevie Nicks shirt, which if you don't know, huge Stevie Nicks fan, huge fan of Fleetwood Mac. He got me a Stevie Nicks shirt from 1983, which was the year I was born. So he's an incredible gift giver. For Christmas, he got me, I said, he was like, well, is there anything you want? And I said, well, I'm, I'm trying to up my cardigan game. I really like a cardigan. And so he got me like four cardigans. <laughs> so I have a really intense collection of of like grandpa style cardigans. Now get ready because the YouTube videos are about to be colorful and cozy. Yeah, I got really good gifts for my birthday. And this, um, obviously we're recreating my birthday on Saturday. And then this next week I'll be in LA because I have to go for work and I'm getting together with like my big group of friends and we're having drinks. And then next month, because it took like a month for us to get our acts together, uh, I'm going on a birthday trip. So that is actually the big birthday moment is like my best girlfriends, my boo, birthday trip, lordy, lordy, look who's 40. It's about to be great. So I'll try and post, remember to post like a picture on Instagram or whatever so you guys can see. But that's what's happening over here. Trying to get my dog healed. I'm trying everything to get him to eat because he doesn't really want to eat food. Did we make a very elaborate bone broth last night? Yes. Have I been hand feeding him, you know, chicken, like anything to get food into his system? That's what's happening this week. Also happening though, I'm in the final push for the next book. So if you are a fan, if you're a reader, if you like a book that I have written ever, get ready because I'm almost done with the first draft, just the first draft, guys, uh, uh, first draft of the next book, which has been through many iterations to get to the place that it's at. And I'm feeling really good and really excited about the concept, the intention behind it and what it is and I think it's really funny. I think it's really helpful. I think it's some good ideas. I think it's a very good example of where I am and who I am now. You know, it's not girl, wash your face. It's not girl, stop apologizing. Those are very much a part of my journey, but not the space that I'm in now. So um, yeah, I feel like this is a good evolution and I think you guys are going to like it. So I'll keep you posted on when 
that comes out. What the plan is, I don't have a release date or anything for it yet. I just am getting it turned in. And if I'm being honest, I for sure was supposed to turn it in at the end of December, but there was just too much going on with the holidays. Like I just, I was like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I, I'll get this in January. Because you know how it is. You're trying to like make the holidays memorable and perfect and charming and wonderful and all the things for your kids and the idea of having to also simultaneously write a book, pretty hard to pull off at the same time. So we're just going to take it a little bit easier and uh, get it in by the end of this month, assuming if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise and nothing else shocking or catastrophic happens to our family pet. Um, we'll get that turned in. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to say, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend, but more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What did you guys do for New Year's Eve, by the way? I know it's been a couple weeks, but I haven't been able to record an episode. And I'm just curious. I I think I told you I was in Switzerland. And there was like this whole plan. Because the people I was with do a big 
it's a whole thing. They've done New Year's Eve in Switzerland a million times. So I was like the newbie. There was a dinner resi. There was champagne. There was like this whole thing. And I I could not adjust to the time zone. Normally, I don't have a problem, but I was coming. We spent Christmas in Hawaii. So Hawaii to Switzerland is, oh my word, um, I don't even know, like 14 hours difference. It's something insane. And my body just refused to adjust. So I would get exhausted in the afternoon. And then when I finally did go to sleep, I would wake up at like three o'clock in the morning. I wasn't getting enough sleep. And FYI, I don't know if this is all of Switzerland or just the place we were at, but you can't get any kind of sleep aid without a prescription. I don't even think you can get like Tylenol without a prescription, which I appreciate a country that's like, hey, try not to take drugs if you don't have to. But if you're not sleeping and all you need is a Benadryl, like just give me a Benny. Like let me just have one, not even one, give me a half a Benadryl and I'll be able to just sleep through the night. Not something that I could get my hands on. So I wasn't sleeping and then New Year's Eve rolls around and there's all these plans and I tried. I mean, I took a nap because I thought, well, that'll help me. It did not help me. It made it so much worse and I couldn't get it together. I woke up and I was just like, everyone in the house was excited except for me. And I'm like trying to pretend that I'm into this. And everyone's got on like cute outfits and I put on jeans and like a sweater. I just could not make myself. I was like, I'm showing up, but I can't get myself to like put that much effort in. We get to the restaurant and we're in this like wintry mountain town. So like this restaurant's like candlelit and it's warm and it's just everything is designed to make me fall asleep essentially. Have you ever seen G.I. Jane? I know that is a random reference, but in the movie G.I. Jane, there's this part where she's going through the training for to be a Navy SEAL and they make them go without sleep and then they put them into a room with like, it's warm and there's like classical music playing and they make them like write an essay about something boring. And of course, G.I. Jane's the only one who can stay awake at night. But that was me essentially like falling asleep at this New Year's Eve dinner trying so hard. And it's New Year's Eve. So you know, it's not even like you could order a meal and then call it good. It's a prefix dinner, which is like one thing comes out, then another. Then, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, take this wheel. I'm going to pass out. It was so, so finally, I was just like, I look at my boyfriend. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I can't even, I'm about to die. I'm literally about to die. And he's like, okay, okay. So he walked me back to the cabin that we were renting. I go to bed. I mean, it's like eight o'clock at night. I go to bed. He goes back to dinner. And at some point they all came home. I mean, there were fireworks galore. Everyone in this village is celebrating. I could tell it was midnight because everything around me exploded. I woke up and I looked out the window. And out the window of my bedroom at this place is literally the Matterhorn. Like not the Disneyland ride, but the actual mountain that the Matterhorn is based on. And there's like fireworks. It's beautiful. Everyone's happening. And down below the window, I can see everyone in my cabin drinking Dom Perignon and like looking at fireworks and so happy. And I thought, oh God, like I should just rally, make myself go downstairs, kiss my boo. It's midnight. 
And I was just like, I cannot. I can't. Because if I go down there and it wakes me up and then I'm not able to go back to sleep, I'm done. So I was just like, nope. I just got back in bed and I went back to sleep. And it was such, it sucked. But at the same time, I was thinking about how far I have come as a people pleaser because there were decades of my life where I would have had the most miserable evening because. I felt like I had to do what everyone else was doing, or I had to show up on New Year's Eve how everybody else was showing up on New Year's Eve, or I had to put on the cute outfit, or I had to wear makeup, or I had to wear high heels, or I had to. And I was with a group of adults, and I'm an adult. So when I was like, you guys, I'm so sorry, all of them were like, oh my God, of course, go to sleep, like feel better, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cared. But I was just sort of chuckling to myself the next day about how far I have come. And maybe you've come too. And just like really honoring what it is that you need in that moment. And also trusting. It's definitely a scarcity mindset to be like, oh my gosh, it's New Year's Eve and I'm going to miss this huge opportunity. I'm not going to have this like great thing and blah, blah, blah. I have absolute faith that I will have other New Year's Eves that are magical and fun and exciting but on this particular day, it just wasn't it wasn't in the cards for me to have a ringeting night with champagne and fireworks. What I needed most in that moment was sleep. And praise the Lord, because I was able to get sleep, which really did start to positively affect the rest of the trip. I think if I had sacrificed trying to like show up in a certain way in order to like do what I thought other people wanted me to do, I wouldn't have ended up having the time that I had, which was so amazing. And I did talk all about skiing. People were probably like, nobody cares about your skiing rage. But I learned so much. Doing something that was so terrifying to me really taught me so much. And I also love that when you're skiing, you can't think about anything else but skiing which is really good for my kind of brain. If you have the kind of brain where it's hard to shut it off, where it's easy for your thoughts to become anxious or to become obsessive about something, finding an activity that forces you into flow state, which is what skiing does for me at least, um, that that was a gift. And I never really would have thought about it before, how much my life lacks physical flow state. I get into flow a lot when I'm writing or even when I have a day where I'm you know, doing a bunch of podcasts, it's easy for me to get into flow, but I don't often get into flow through physical. I guess because the physical activity I do is strength training. That's not flow state. Um, yoga feels super good and feels flowy, makes me feel great, but because my mind is still able to form thoughts about other things. I don't count that as flow. And running is very meditative for me and is sort of like therapy. It's this great opportunity for me to like think of ideas or be creative or all of that, but it's not flow. Flow is like you literally are locked in and you're not thinking about anything but what you're doing. So that was the first time 
maybe since I tried my first spin class 10 or 15 years ago that I really felt physical flow. And I was like, okay, this is a great thing to learn at the top of year 40 to seek out more opportunity for that. Update on the podcast studio here at my house. You maybe heard the episode where I talked about feeling frustrated and finally making the decision to change up the studio here at my house so that I can effectively record podcasts without feeling super frustrated. And we have a plan. You'll all be happy to know it's not done yet, but we have a plan. We've started this year with a plan. And I'm excited to reveal the new look to you over the coming month. So, you know, buckle up for that. But essentially, I think in life, we just get to this place where we're going to keep doing the thing that's frustrating us. We're going to stop doing the thing that's frustrating us, or we're going to fix the frustrating piece so that all of it can move in an easier way. And that's where we are with the show is this is so silly. And you probably heard me talk about it in the episode, but the lighting in this room fluctuates constantly, which makes it very hard to do video when I'm by myself. And basically every episode I was starting by like complaining about how long it had taken me <laughs> to get the setup of the shot, which is so dumb. And I finally have just like, all right, Jack, let's come up with a plan, which we have. It's coming at you soon and it's going to look really pretty. And I feel like you guys are going to love it. But mostly I'm going to love it because hopefully I'm removing a piece of tension, which just makes the work go smoother. It's actually a great thing to consider, you, my friend, listening to this as you are starting a new year and hopefully working towards some great new goals, is to just look at one area of your life where you feel tension. It can be as simple as a morning routine. There's like this one part of the morning routine that feels really hard or it, this piece feels clunky or, you know, every day at the same time you get thrown off by this same thing. And because we're all so busy, we tend to just push through it every single time and get the job done. But if you actually stop and do what needs to be done and solve the frustrating piece, then everything moves so much faster and so much easier. And that's what we're working on now. So I'll have more to report back on that soon. And hopefully you'll see it in the YouTube videos. You'll just see a prettier set and better lighting and a smile on my face because it's been easier for me to figure out. But that's what's going on here in my life. I feel like Jeffrey has turned enough of a corner where I'll just now start recording new episodes. And I appreciate your patience as we were putting some, actually some really great stuff. The the show has started off the year really strong because we've been doing these mastermind episodes that y'all are loving. So thank you, God or the universe, for giving me that idea as a way to still supply you with really good content, but I didn't have to record anything brand new. So little buddy is doing great. And when he doesn't look quite so terrible, I will you know, bring him into a video or whatever so you can see with your own eyes. I know a lot of you love Jeffrey as much as we do, but I will um, show him when he's doing a little better. And in the meantime, if you're a dog lover or animal lover, if you could just send a prayer up for his healing and his recovery. I think what I'm most nervous about for him is just um, he still seems 
kind of scared to sleep. Like he sleeps better if we're around him. And I'm sure that's just because if you get attacked, whether you're an animal or a human, you're it's not going to be as easy for you to feel safe. Yeah, that that's the thing that I'm most nervous for him is just that he feels calm and he feels safe and he doesn't need us to sit by him in order for that to be true. So send out some love, send up some prayers if you don't mind, and I'll keep you guys posted on how he's doing. But I hope that your year started off better than ours did. And I hope for all of us that it's only going up from here. I'll be back soon with more conversation. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.